Hello, race fans. How are you today? Welcome to November. It is, uh, what, the 2nd of November now. Uh, I believe it's uh, Monday morning or Monday afternoon. It's uh, It's been a pretty crazy time since we uh, returned from the final round of the Road to Indy presented by Cooper Tires, of course, down uh, at St. Petersburg for the Grand Prix. Uh, kudos to everybody down there uh, for getting that event in. Obviously, uh, a lot of work to be done to get that temporary circuit redone, reset up so we can cap off the season. My name is Rob Howden, the Road to Indy insider and uh, the voice of the uh, Road to Indy presented by Cooper Tires. And I kind of get ready to get, I say dive back into it, I guess, uh, during the COVID-19 shutdown, that kind of three or four months where we were all at home wondering what was happening. We pushed out a ton of content. Uh, I was on IG Live interviewing a lot of the drivers uh, and eventually jumped on board this particular platform. We've been on Facebook Live, uh, moving over here to YouTube now as well. Uh, we're going to get an opportunity here over the next essentially four months before we get going again. We started the first weekend of March, so we've got all November, December, January, February. Uh, a lot of content coming out. There's going to be a lot of things happening here in the offseason. Uh, we're going to interview, first and foremost, I'm going to grab a bunch of drivers uh, that competed this year in 2020 and some team owners as well. We'll get some media people. I'll wrangle in Steve Wittick as well. We'll talk uh, a little more about maybe uh, kind of a season review. Uh, but we're going to have an opportunity first to talk to drivers. Then we're going to come into the silly season. Steve and I will talk a lot about silly season. I'll come on with with uh, a more regular post of what's kind of happening once, once news does drop. We'll bring drivers, we'll bring team owners in to talk about that as well. A lot going on heading to 2021. And, you know, of course, one of the big things we'll talk about uh, in the next uh, month for sure will be the return of Indy Lights. I think everybody's looking forward uh, to getting that rolling. I've got a couple of comments coming in here already. I'd love to see that. Elaine St. Clair. Thank you for, very much, Elaine. Uh, for, for make, I, I like to know that at least the comments are working. So that's great. I do apologize for the glasses and the glare. That's something I'll work on here pretty soon. Uh, all right. So let's jump into this thing because to get things underway, first and foremost, Let's talk to the champions. Uh, Christian Rasmussen from J. Howard Driver Development is uh, joining me here today. Stingray Rob a little bit later on in the week. Next week, I'm going to track down the two uh, Rookie of the Year winners, Christian Brooks and Devlin DeFrancesco. You need a couple more guys in there as well. And if you're following my channel, I really, really appreciate it. If you can subscribe to the channel, it's awesome. Uh, just hit the hit the subscribe button. If you press the bell as well, then you'll understand Um that uh, that you're also going to be able to see all the notifications anytime I do something. So we appreciate that greatly. Uh, but again, thank you so much for joining me here, folks. Let's bring Christian in right now as we get set to go. Let me do this right. <laughs> Christian Rasmussen, how are you? Pretty good, Rob. How are you? Good, man. Live from Denmark, too. You flew home, didn't you? I did. I did. Yeah, I landed in Denmark last Wednesday and um, yeah. been back in the cold since. Well, first and foremost, congratulations on winning the championship. You made it exciting, as we talked about off-air before we went rolling here, and we'll get into that in a second. But uh, I know that you had time because you won the championship in New Jersey. You actually locked it in there. You know, Then we had to St. Petersburg, so you already had it kind of locked in. Uh, has, it, has it settled in? Like I know that, I know that you, know, you, you won three races last year. You win nine this year. You win the championship. Has it, has it kind of settled in and sunk in that, that you won the championship and, you, and you're, you're working your way up the ladder now? Well, I mean, it's definitely slowly beginning to. I don't, I don't think it's going to sink in uh, finally until, until I start the next season and, and really feel what I actually got out of it. Um, That's true, right? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, definitely starting to sink in a little bit. Uh, it's, just, it's just amazing. Uh, I'm just so happy for, for what this season has, has, uh, has brought me, and, and I'm just happy that I came back to USF and, uh, and tried again because that really, that really paid off. 
Let's uh, let's give you a couple props here. So you're from Denmark, 20 years of age. Let's have I I, I got the numbers down here because this is pretty impressive. You end up winning the championship by 41 points over Eduardo Barrichello. It got you had a big lead, shrunk down to a very tiny lead, and then you were able to get it done again. Nine wins, 10 podiums, 12 top five finishes, eight poles, seven fastest race laps, and the most laps led. And you're also now tied for second. An all-time USF 2000 wins with 12. You're tied with Cal Kirkwood and uh, and J.R. Hildebrand. And, of course, the only guy that you weren't able to get close to, you could have had a chance to do it but didn't quite do it, uh, Chris Simmons, of course, uh, one of the big wigs over at Chip Ganassi Racing uh, with 13 wins during his career coming up. Uh, let's let's talk about the record first. Does that mean anything to you, that, you're, that you end up being that close to the record? I mean, I think I think it would mean something to me if I – I was definitely I was definitely looking to beat that at St. Petersburg. Uh, that didn't quite work out, but uh, no, it, it's 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 very cool for sure. Uh, yeah. Making, I mean, just being up there on the all, all times list is is definitely a cool, cool achievement. So I think that's that shows everybody what's coming. So let's look at let's look back at the 2020 season. Before we do that, let's kind of preface and go back to t- uh, 2019 when, uh, like so many drivers who are uh, you know in their rookie season, midway through you really started stepping up, right? You were able to get the victory in Toronto. You backed it up with a victory at Mid Ohio, then you won at uh, WeatherTech Raceway Laguna Seca to cap the season off. So you had three wins coming in into the season. How much when you started when, when we were supposed to start at St. Petersburg, but then when we started at Road America, how much pressure? Did you put on yourself at that point thinking that you uh, you wanted to win the championship or, or that you had to win the championship? I don't think I don't think it was the pressure. Uh, I really think that we were just like if we take 2019, uh, we were a new 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 team in the series. Uh, Jay had never done USF 2000 before as a team owner. Yeah. Uh, I had never done USF 2000 before, so every, everything was new. So obviously, it took a little while for us to to, to settle in. And uh, and get there and get the good get, get the good results. Uh, that definitely came uh, halfway through the season. We ended up actually being the the ones with the most points out of everyone in the in the second half. Second half, yeah, uh, yeah. And yeah, and, and from that from there on, we just wanted to continue that. We wanted to continue getting better. We wanted to continue learning, and uh, and then we just took it like basically just took it race for race, um, and that went pretty well. Let, let me ask you about your confidence coming in. Obviously, like you said, you had the most uh, points going in that second half of the season, and you were able to win at a couple of different tracks, which I think was great. Uh, you went on the streets of Toronto, then a couple of natural terrain road courses at Mid-Ohio and Laguna. Did you feel that confidence? Did you feel that momentum, not only for yourself, but for the entire team when we started the season in July at Road America? For sure I did. For sure I did. Uh, and also, I mean, the, the season itself definitely the some momentum off there. But also if you look back at the Chris Griffiths test, I was the yeah. I was the quickest in every single session. So definitely a huge confidence boost going into the season. But at the end of the day, you don't know what you have until until you start the race weekend. That's um, it, right? <laughs> new people can come in. Uh, I mean there's so many factors that that, that play a part in, in, in your success, right? So Coming to Road America uh, and winning both races and, and, and pole positions and all this, that, that was definitely the biggest confidence booster uh, out of everything. Um, because that's really, that's when you know that you're actually racing your competition, that you're going to be racing for the rest of the year. Yep. And and I won and I won it 
pretty dominant style. Uh, I think what eight and twelve seconds. Yeah. Uh, so that was definitely the biggest confidence booster out of out of everything that we talked about. Yeah, that's interesting because really that ge- you won last year, but you did the unknown was how good your competition was going to be this year, how you stacked up against the new drivers that were coming into the series. So for you to be able to win those first couple of races, you're like, okay, I'm good. I can beat these guys, and we can go on to yeah. win. So you end up winning six races in a row. Uh, let me let me just give me a little taste of how that felt. Like, did you like man, like to be able to win all those? Like, wow, what a start to the season! Hmm. I mean, you you feel unstoppable. You, right? you feel unstoppable. Uh, so I don't know. I don't think that was what hurt me. Um, but but you definitely are full of confidence, and, and you just want to get on with the season. Or I just wanted to get on with the season. Right. Yeah. Let's do another um, race. Let's do another race. <laughs> Right, let's right. Keep, let's just keep because. racing now. That's right. And they were, and we did keep on racing. We the, did. You're the schedule, right. The schedule was so condensed, yeah. which I actually liked. Uh, also, being over there for the season, that it was so condensed. So we just went from race weekend to race weekend to race weekend. <laughs> That's and also, I, I I was coaching in F4 for a little bit in between the races, so that was even more more time on the racetrack for me. Wow. Right? Okay. So well, you immersed yourself it was, in it. it, it good. Yeah, I I did so. It was it, it was a cool season, uh, definitely one that I'm gonna look back back on in the future and 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 think that was that was a pretty cool cool year. You know, I've I've said to a couple of people, I've been in a couple of conversations, Christian, about the fact that you had that kind of dip in the in the in the season, a little bit kind of like what Braden Neves had the year before, where he kind of, you know he won a bunch of races, then dipped down a little bit, then came on strong mm-hmm. at the end. I think it's gonna be really good for you as a young driver that you were challenged and were able to rebound. Before we talk about the rebound, let's talk about Indianapolis. You struggled a bit in Indianapolis. And then, of course, you had that issue at the start where the engine sets to shut off and everybody went by you. Hmm. That uh, that must have been tough for you mentally to be able to see all that happen, to have have all this big point lead and watch other guys get points to Barrichello with a couple of wins. Can you talk about how you managed yourself mentally going into the next rounds? Yeah, I mean... Indianapolis was was actually a tough weekend because we we went there for the Chris Griffiths test. We really found something that that worked. We were super quick, and then we came back, and then what we had figured out at Chris Griffiths just didn't work. Okay. So we had to we had to figure out a completely new setup for the car uh, on the whole weekend, and we were just struggling with the with with figuring that out. Yeah. Um. And finally, as I think that we started to get it in the last race, I actually think we had a pretty strong car. In yep. the, even in the second race, I think we had a strong car. Um, and then we had a we had an ECU failure. Uh, so I just got yeah, it, my car didn't pull in the start, and then I got hit from behind and had to had to yep. uh, go into the pits and, and get the car fixed. So it was definitely frustrating seeing that that point lead uh, shrink down to. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> way well, less than it was before the weekend. So let's um, talk about let's talk about going to Mid Ohio because really, if I look at it, you probably only made one mistake on the racetrack all year long. Otherwise, you were almost flawless throughout the throughout the year. Mm. You you went off at the start of the race down going up out of the Thunder Valley and went off there. What do you recall from that? Was it just the track itself? Was it what was it the track pretty slippery? What happened? Cold tires? It was <laughs> yeah. It was definitely definitely tricky uh tricky conditions um <clears throat> it had rained the night before so so it was drying up you see all the indycar guys was on the track and they were flying off the track the session yeah. before us and um, 
<clears throat> so we know we knew that it was going to be tricky. Um, but it was definitely starting to dry up, and the, most of the track was actually dry. Uh, so we started the, the race on slicks tires, and uh, obviously we warmed up, and I could feel that there wasn't a lot of grip in the track. Um, but I don't know. I think I got greedy. Uh, I, I On the first lap, I, I took away from pole, and I, I mean, I, I pulled a pretty big gap on the first you lap. Did. So I should have just realized that said, all right, I already, after lap one, have a pretty good gap <laughs> and uh, should have pulled back. But I didn't, and that hurt me. Um, it's a so, learning experience. I, it's a learning learning but, opportunity, right? I really think it, it was because when, I'm, when I look back at the season, I don't want to say that was the best weekend, but I think that was the weekend where I, I learned a very valuable lesson that's going to that's gonna help me in the rest of my career. So it was a very important weekend. Uh, yeah. Even though the the results wasn't where where we wanted them to be, um, uh, but you you sorry, but you I mean you you learn a lot in in about winning and and being out front and and you you gotta be able to learn how to do that. But I think where you learn the most is when things are tough and you just gotta keep working at it. And that's, that's it, what right? we did at Mid Ohio. Okay, so uh, so let's talk. I'll throw a little little shot up here. People know what your what your hot rod looks like. Let's talk a little bit about. After those couple of weekends, you, you didn't have that bad of a weekend at Indianapolis. Like you said, a couple of good results, then the ECU failure. That gives you a DNF, mm. essentially, you know, at the bottom of the, near the tail of the pack. Um, and then you have some issues at Mid-Ohio. How did you deal with mentally? Like, did you sit down with Jay? What did you guys do going into the next event where you said, hey, listen, we can still get this job done. Let's get back to the form we had earlier in the season. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, we, knew, that, we knew that we were quick. Uh, and we just we knew that when our package and I perform uh, as it's at its best, then we know that we can beat the other guys. So yeah. we know that we're good enough. Uh, we just have to we just have to figure it out and 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 continue continue doing that. You know. So I mean, I'm not I'm not. Uh, I think the mental part is definitely definitely important. Uh, but it wasn't like I was in a huge. A dip in in my mental confidence or whatever. I, I knew that I was quick enough, uh, and that might come across a bit cocky, but I mean, no, no. At the end of the day, as a driver, you got to believe in your ability, and, and that's what I and that's what I do. Um, so, coming off Mid Ohio, we were still leading the championship, so it wasn't like we were on that's the it. back foot. So we, we're still we're still in front of the other guys, and we know that when when the car's quick and when I'm performing at my best, then that that we are able to compete for wins. Yeah. So I think it was just doing all the same stuff that we have been doing all weekend, uh, all year. Sorry. Uh, and uh, yeah, like I said, just continue working at it, and and that really that really worked. So. You know, I'm a big proponent of people staying two years in each level, right? That was kind of the, the common thought uh, where you, you learned one year, you go win the championship the next year, all the way up the ranks. Now, we've had a couple of drivers, yeah. Oliver Askew, Cal Kirkwood being some of the Renus VK, who have kind of fast-tracked fast through. They were able to get the race wins. They were able to get championships and move forward. I, I love. I think if, if you can't do that, the two-year program, even three years if you're young enough, is, is fantastic. Let me ask you this question, because I always talk to, to drivers about how different they are. They get frustrated now, and I say, listen, um, you know, you're a first-year driver here, and you're trying to go against Kristen Raskin, who's already been that first-year driver, right? Like he, He's a year ahead of you already. 
how much more after your first year, how much more, um, let's just say how much more, not, I don't use the word capable, how much more prepared were you were to deal with the struggles of this year after what you did last year? Because I don't know that last year as a rookie driver in the series, you maybe would have had the same mental fortitude to be able to deal with something like that. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge believer in that as well. Uh, I have been in, in junior formula racing for a long time now because of that. I think the way that, that we look at my career and, and how, the best way to progress through the, the ranks is that you want to be ready for what's coming. You want to compete at a level where you're able to win. Um, and that's always been my philosophy. And I've never gone into a championship without thinking that I was able to, to, to win. That being said, that hasn't happened uh, in, in Formula Cars. This is my first championship in a, in a race car, but yep. I think it started finally starting to, to pay off. Um, but there was, yeah. there was still, a, even though you didn't, you, you didn't, even though you didn't win the championship last year, you had the belief that you could win and you won races, right? Mm. You didn't win the championship. I did. But I you did. won three races, man. That was big. Right. And that, and that was just, it was a great season for me, 2019, just because it, it just learned me about the series. We, I got a, I put a layer on all the tracks that I was going to race on next year, uh, being 2020. Yeah. Um, so, and you just learn how everything works. You know how the stewards work, you know how, where, what all the rules are, because that can also be a bit different, especially coming from Europe. Yeah. Um, so you just know, you start to know how everything works and you start to feel confident, com comfortable and, and confident as well. Um, you just start to, you start to, to get certain, uh, like a, a, a schedule in on the weekend. You got to do, you got to get your tech stuff here and you got to do this there and everything, right? Just, yeah. Right. And you just start to, to, to get that laid down. And, and I think that just helps you uh, in the future. You know, it's funny you said that. I interviewed Jimmy Johnson uh, on pit lane at St. Petersburg. He was obviously going to run with Chip Ganassi racing next year on the road courses of the NTT mm. IndyCar Series. And he said exactly the same thing. He literally said, I got to get used to where I get onto the racetrack, how I get off the racetrack, the vocabulary right. between me. and There's a lot. To, even for a guy like Jimmy Johnson, there's a ton to learn if you're a first-year driver in the series. It is. There is. Uh, yeah. And I think, I think when you just have that down, that just – makes you able to to calm down and and just focus on the job that you got to do uh, which is which is racing here's one thing i want to bring up and i'll pop the picture up here in a second uh you'll have this on your resume which i like and i like when people can do this you've as i said you've won at the street circuit right you won in toronto last year uh mm -hmm. multi multi race wins at uh on natural terrain road courses you're a race winner as well on the oval Lucas Oil Raceway, Freedom 75. <laughs> Let me bring the shot up here. This is you battling it out with uh, Christian Brooks. You're on the low side. Give me your thoughts on give me your thoughts on winning there. That was cool. I mean, I <laughs> I really already last year, already last year, I I, I loved the street circuit, uh, the the ovals. Yeah. Um, last last year we had a, a tough weekend. We had a very tough qualifying. Uh, I qualified really towards the end of the back of the pack i think i was p16 and ended up starting p15 or something because yeah. of the uh so but actually we had a good race we had a good race car and i moved up and and, and finished in i think six uh in in the race so that's, that's i like 
right. And everybody is saying that that you can't pass in an oval and all this, and we just we just had an amazing amazing race. Um, so already from from 2019, I enjoyed the oval. Uh, I think it's a it's a definitely from from Euro from a European standpoint that's definitely overlooked. Yeah. Uh, because if you if you ask a, if you ask a, an an European driver, they'll just say they they just turn left, right? Yeah, I don't want just that. Go, <laughs> so much more into it than that and there's yeah. so much uh i mean just the, just the small stuff right technique uh yeah. that, that that you got to use for driving on the oval it's just completely different from what you from from what you do on a road course so that's also cool for me actually having a great weekend in 2019 and then being able to win only being my my second year on an oval uh, yeah. so i think that was a cool weekend uh, qualified pole. I was the last one to qualify. That's right. I got. I mean, I just got it done. You know. That's so awesome. It was. It was an awesome weekend, and I, I really look forward to putting another another oval on my resume for next year. Uh, before we talk a little bit about the, the wrapping up with the banquet and the championship, and then talk twenty twenty one. Interesting. Obviously, I think I said this. I'm not sure. If I, I think I might have said it either on the PA. I'm not sure if I said it at the banquet or not. But you're the first ever Danish champion we've ever had in the Road Indy. There have not been a lot of Danish drivers who have run in the U.S. I, and I want to say it might just be Jan Magnussen. I don't know if anybody else has actually come over here on a, in a significant basis. What are your? Did you have a hero growing up? In, in road racing, like in formula car racing, when you were a young kid coming into karting? Uh, I mean, I'll say I've, I've always looked up for, to Ayrton Senna. Um, okay. uh, I think just because that's, I don't know, it's, it's kind of a common thing uh, to say, but it's just all the stuff that he it's did right. for, for the racing uh, community, but also yep. for, for everyone else. Uh, he was very into into helping people, uh, and and I, I just always thought that that was cool. Um, so that's definitely my racing hero for sure. What's the uh, what's the feedback? You've been home. Is the uh, the, the Danish motorsports media or media uh, are they latching onto your story at all, or is it are, are we still pretty low on the motorsports totem pole? <laughs> no, I, I think I think. The, I think the whole European uh, racing scene is, is starting to open their eyes for, for the U.S. Uh, I think in a long time, I think European drivers have, I mean, they obviously focused on getting to F1. And then if you want to go to F1, it might, you could argue that U.S. isn't the, the, the place where, where you want to be. You want to be where you're racing at uh, for the most time. And, and, and that's just not the U.S., right? So, kind of not had had the the attention that it maybe use needs to, um, but it's starting. It's definitely starting uh, starting to grow in popularity, and I think you will see more and more European drivers um, go to the US, which you also have seen for the for the last couple of years. Uh, more European drivers coming into the road to India and coming into the the US racing. So let's uh, let's move and we'll wrap up 2020. Talk about the banquet. Obviously, we we normally do it on a, on a on a Monday night after the finale weekend. As you know, you were there last year. Uh, we were at Laguna Seca, beautiful venue. It's a day after, but it kind of calms down a bit. They get dressed up. We actually did it the night of Sunday. We all wrapped up on Sunday. Got home, got cleaned up. 
what do you remember from the banquet? Because obviously you get a chance. I know that it's 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 not the easiest thing. You know, usually we have Indy Lights there, so there's more people doing speeches. It was only just you and Stingray Rob, really, after Dan Anderson that did speeches. Mm. What do you what do you still feel and what do you remember from that evening? Obviously, it was a, it was a big day for you. It it was definitely a big day. Uh, I just for the first part just sat down, enjoyed the show. I was looking sharp in my suit there. Look at that! Look <laughs> um, how good you look! Yeah, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I always enjoyed the banquets because you just see another side of people. Uh, Everybody, you, you, you walk <laughs> yeah. you walk up against each other for a whole year. Uh, everyone's wearing their team gear, and, and you never, you never really get to see that part of them. That's true. So it, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely cool. Uh, obviously, being uh, one of the, the centers of attention, um, <laughs> being, being the championship. That's it. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just a cool night. I got to, got to make my little speech. Uh, wasn't as long as my. Um, as my fellow champion, but uh, <laughs> That's true. Uh, uh, I think I, I got everything said that I wanted to. And, um, and yeah, just enjoyed the night. Well, let's talk about a couple of things there. Obviously you have a great team surrounding, surrounding you. Uh, we'll get to Jay and, and the whole crew there in a second, but you also, it was interesting. You spent so much time over here. As you said, you were at our races, you were at F4 races coaching with, with, with the, uh, Jay's crew there. You spent a lot of time with the Bogle family. And I think that's really cool that they mm. kind of took they kind of took you in as like another son alongside Christian, who of course got the uh, the most passes award uh, of the year. Yeah, um, the hard charger. Yeah. yeah, the hard charger, which was fantastic for Christian. He had a really really good season. Uh, mm. Talk about that a little bit. You're away from home, but you're able to have this kind of family that you're with the entire time. I think that that was a really special thing. I think for you, for sure. Uh, it's I think no matter where you are, I think it's very important to have a base. Uh, and and I really, they really created that for me this year. Uh, mm. So I'm I'm so grateful for them for yeah, like you say, almost taking me in as their son because that's what they did. Yeah. Uh, I I lived with them in between all the races. I I followed Christian to the F4 races that he did for the first part of the season and mm -hmm. and just enjoyed the the, the U.S. lifestyle. Um, <laughs> No, I, I really enjoyed staying down in New Orleans uh, with with the Bogle family and getting getting to travel with them. They have a they have a big RV that they drive around for the races for the most part. So got to experience that part as well. Nice. And, and yeah, just just awesome, awesome so, people. So let's talk about the team now. Jay Howard, obviously veteran driver. Uh, Jay and I talked after the banquet about. I remember when he first came over from England to race in what was then the Cooper Tires uh, Z-Tech Championship, the F2000 Championship, won a bunch of races there. And I was uh, you know, able to interview him as a young guy come up the ranks. But now he's a team owner. He's kind of a mentor for you to a certain extent uh, running your team. Uh, how did how did overall overall the season, was, were you guys a, or are you guys a really super tight knit team underneath there? Yes, we are. <laughs> and I think we're more knitted than 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 normally a team would be um <laughs> i think we have we have an amazing team chemistry in okay. jay howard driver development uh between the drivers between uh jay as a as a, as a driver coach mentor whatever you want to call it um and and our engineer lewis as well as well as, uh, as our yep. other engineers um so we have we have an amazing bond. Uh, also, me being the the third year with the team now, uh, you you also just develop. I mean, it, it's a friendship, uh, yeah. and and it's just cool 
being on the weekends joking with each, with each other but can also be, be be serious and when we need to and uh yeah i i really only have good things to say about jay howard driver development jay howard uh my engineer lewis because they're doing just such an um, amazing job uh jay is only being his second year in the road to indy his second year in usf 2000 already yep. have have a championship under his belt uh i think that's a that's a huge huge achievement and um and i'm very proud to be a part of that all right so we'll put a cap on uh on 2020 let's i'm gonna ask you the, the million dollar question now obviously uh we're looking forward to 2021 you're going Indy Pro 2000 racing with a scholarship from uh, Anderson Promotions, the whole crew, Cooper Tires, everybody. Mm. Where are we? Are, are we uh, do you know where you're going yet? Do you know what team you're going? When are you going to be back in the U.S.? When are you going racing? Here come the questions. Get ready. <laughs> yeah. what's, the, what's the plan right now? No, like like you said, uh, right now is, is silly season. Um, we haven't we haven't signed for a team yet. Uh, right. We're looking at uh, at every possible opportunity. Um, obviously, I have my my relationship with Jay, uh, and we'll see what 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 he can do for me. Um, but me as a driver, I gotta act uh, and and do what's best for me. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I, I mean, I'm 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 having a look around, see what different different opportunities that I can get, and then we'll we'll take it as we get a little closer. So is there any timeline that you've put down? Like, is there a test? Like, hey, I got to be done by, you know, we're testing something, potentially testing in December, or is this, are you kind of just biding your time right now? Uh, no, for sure. We, we want to start testing as soon as possible. Um, but we want to figure out where we're going to drive first. Um, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> well, uh, listen, uh, congratulations on a tremendous season. Up and downs, you made it exciting for us, as we talked about before. Yeah. Uh, and, a and a big finish for you. I think that was the key thing, and I think it's going to help you moving forward to be able to get over what you did, to be able to still win that championship, clinch it early, which was huge for you and the team. Uh, I just want to congratulate you, and I look forward to following you up into to Indy Pro 2000 next year. Thank you, Rob. Been great talking to you all year. Thanks, Christian. Well done. Let's get rid of Christian here. What a tremendous young driver this guy is, folks. I'm telling you. Uh, again, that second year program, right? I talk all the time about that second year. You want to stay and be able to race for a championship, race for race wins. I think too many drivers move up the ranks too early and they end up getting stalled. I like that Christian came back after winning those three races. He could easily have moved after winning three races, but he came back, wanted to win that championship. And now people know who he is, right? This is a guy that's a, a, now a champion in the road dandy. And of course, as I said, a, another, I think a feather in the cap. He's won at all three venues, street circuit, natural trade road course, and on the Oval as well. So look for him to be pretty good. We get to uh, Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway and back to Lucas Oil uh, in 2021. Looking forward to getting everything rolling here. Uh, I do want to thank everyone for jumping on board with us and, and uh, obviously coming to these uh, uh, shows on YouTube. A lot more to come. Uh, if you are with YouTube, please do me a favor, subscribe to the channel. It will help me out, uh, get, me more, get more people being able to see this. So I would really appreciate that. Thank you so much uh, for doing that for us, for sure. Uh, otherwise, let's cap things up here. Um, I've already been in contact with Stingray Rob. I think he was out hunting the last couple of days. I'm going to get him probably on Friday. Uh, I've got some e-carty new stuff to do as well, some some broadcasts there. Another one of my Book It podcasts coming out. That's a podcast that I'm using to talk to people that actually aren't in the road to Indy or yet in the road to Indy. Uh, I'm going to be targeting a bunch of IndyCar drivers throughout that. I got a really cool list of people that I want to I want to get for for the Book It podcast. A lot of it's going to be connected still 
It's obviously motorsports. It's going to be mostly connected with uh, with uh, open wheel racing, but we may stray a, a bit every once in a while. Uh, Thursday, I'm hooking up with Mac Clark. It's a young guy from actually really close to me here. Lives in Campbellville, Ontario, Canada. I've watched him come up through the ranks. Great young Canadian driver. His dad was a fantastic carter as well. Uh, but Mac has been working his way into F1600 and won the championship this year in the Ontario F1600 series. He's going to join me on the Book It podcast on Thursday. Uh, watch my social media for that. Now, as always, follow me on Twitter at, at Rob Howden. Instagram is at Rob Howden Racing. And you can find me on Facebook at Rob Howden as well. And Road to Indy Insider, RTI underscore Insider on Twitter as well. Uh, folks, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Christian uh, Rasmussen, congratulations. Thank you for joining me as well. All the way from Denmark. We're going to cap things off, folks. I appreciate it. Book it.